I'm Brittany Hardin-Tangway, a manager with KPMG, and I am fascinated by the practice of transfer pricing and its impact on the global market. Join me each episode as I explore the transfer pricing world with specialists who will explain the ins and outs of this niche practice where tax meets economics. I have the opportunity to speak with David Unger, a managing director in transfer pricing with KPMG. Hello. And Francois Vincent, a retired principal with KPMG's transfer pricing practice. Hello, Brittany. Really happy to be here. Today, I'd like to delve into a brief history of transfer pricing, a little bit about where it came from, and the question I often ask myself, how did we end up in the tax department? (laughs) You know, David, the work that we do every day, understanding companies' operations, transactions, how they create value, and analyzing and developing economic reasoning for all of it, doesn't necessarily feel like what most people think of as doing taxes. If you look at the puzzles we solve at face value, it's not until you get to realizing where the profit is and why that's so important that it becomes an exercise for tax authorities and tax departments. Right, right. And there's all kinds of other taxes on the duties on goods coming in. And that's actually a super old way of taxing things. The Romans did it. The Babylonians did it. If you bring a good in, we're going to tax you on the good. But our modern sense of corporate income tax or any income tax is, Well, what's your revenue and subtract all your costs and you get down to a profit. Then we're going to tax you on that. We don't tax you on the top line. We tax you on the bottom line. But what's a bottom line for an integrated company? That's an economic conundrum that you got to unpack and unwind. And there are structures, rules around this. Every country, regardless of its economy, is interested in this in some way because taxes are divided into personal income taxes and corporate income taxes. And where corporate income tax occurs, you've got to sort of pick this apart. I think it's interesting to look at the history of transfer pricing and the short history of transfer pricing as part of transfer pricing rules in an income tax setting. If you take the first 70 years, perhaps 80 years of the 1900s, there were rules around transfer pricing in some of the major developed countries. The tax authorities, there were two things. One, I think they weren't paying as much attention to it. Uh, And that was partly because there's what we'll call an asymmetry of available information. And that is the tax authorities did not have all the information, all the facts at their disposal to really be able to analyze and, if necessary, attack on inappropriate transfer pricing situations. Whereas the multinational company knows very well its facts and it is much better situated to analyze what's going on. And as a result of that, some companies, certainly not the majority, but some multinational companies that perhaps took advantage of that asymmetry, that governments did not have access to information of what was going on in other countries. And you had a typical situation where they would set up, say, an affiliate in a low tax jurisdiction where it's usually sunny and it's good to have a margarita by the pool. And then they would just put a shell there with probably four people and through transfer pricing would transfer a whole bunch of profits over there where there was nobody with any knowledge, nobody doing anything, but they were able to transfer very large amounts of profits. Now, transferring profits inappropriately is not transfer pricing per se. Transfer pricing is just the setting of the price. It's inappropriate transfer pricing that it allowed these situations. That's where the tax authorities were not equipped to tackle this. But then the tax authorities started adopting rules to go get that information. And those rules have evolved over time. They're still evolving. But starting in 
1970s, 1980s, that's when the rules started changing. And indeed, in the 90s, they really started changing around the world. The U.S. was certainly one of the key pioneers in that area. So to level set, because I'm excited about where you're going, in the early days of transfer pricing, what I'm hearing is really an exercise for multinationals to say, hey, let's look at the world. You know, if there's an opportunity for me to shift my profits to a lower tax jurisdiction, then look at all this tax savings I could potentially have. While that may not be right, depending on the facts and circumstances, that is part of why transfer pricing is important, not just for multinationals, not just for tax authorities, but for the entire economy. Correct. All governments need tax revenues to finance health, finance our social nets, our infrastructures. So you need to have the appropriate reasonable amount of tax being collected. But in the early days, until the 1990s and through the 1990s, I would even argue, it was as if you had two teams playing ice hockey and only (laughs) one of the teams had skates. Mm. That was the asymmetry of information. But starting in the 80s and through the 90s, and even, again, through today, tax authorities have now given themselves the tools to bridge that difference, that asymmetry of information. Transfer pricing today is not just a game played by multinational enterprises. It's a game played by governments as well who are trying to get more revenue and, and perhaps they're jockeying for position. Governments are jockeying for position in trying to be at the forefront and grab a bigger stake of any multinational enterprises, revenues and profits. To answer the question in a very rudimentary way of what happens if the transfer pricing is wrong, tax authorities are missing out on taxable revenue in their different jurisdictions that help support economies and social structures, et cetera. Likewise, there's also a business management component too. If you're a multinational enterprise and you're evaluating your businesses and the operations around the world, if your transfer pricing isn't reflective of the performance of each individual entity, you may be misjudging or thinking that a certain entity within your global enterprise is being mismanaged, when in reality, it may just be that the transfer pricing is off. Am I understanding that correctly? Or is there a better way to explain that? I think you're absolutely right. But it's not just, you you may not be falsely thinking that an enterprise is is mismanaged. You Uh may be falsely thinking that it is appropriately managed when you're looking at it from the multinational's perspective, from the public looking into a multinational. You might say, wow, this is a hugely profitable multinational enterprise, properly run, blah, blah, blah. If their transfer pricing is right, then it's probably true. But if unreasonable or inappropriate transfer pricing is taking place, then that might not be the right picture. Conversely, tax authorities, when they look at a multinational enterprise's revenues and profits, might say, well, I don't know whether they have the transfer pricing right or wrong, but I'm seeing a whole lot of profits here or there, and I want a bigger share of those profits. And there are governments that have played that game, are playing that game saying, well, because it's not black and white, transfer pricing is not an exact science. So there is some subjectivity there. And indeed, governments now are trying to get a bigger share of the multinationals' revenues through adjustments to the transfer pricing. If you look at it from the 1990s to today, transfer pricing has spawned an entire industry I mean, you, David, and I are all here because there's so much uncertainty about how to set transfer prices and so much controversy. And it's not just us. It's around the world. And it's an industry that didn't exist 40 years ago. Think about it. So that was the past of transfer pricing. The future is much more complicated because we're no longer just talking about a good going over a border. 
We're not just talking about trade of goods, but now of services, of intangibles, of financial instruments. And with multinationals being so vast and so complicated, it really challenges tax authorities everywhere to figure out how they're going to tax in the future. And that's what transfer pricing going forward is really challenged with. That's what transfer pricing going forward is really focused on. Thanks for joining me on this adventure in transfer pricing. See you next time.